feel like something suave should happen at the end of that song and just goes out so smooth. What's up, everyone? This is episode 206 of Sunday Night Teacher Talk. That means for 206 Sundays in a row. I wonder who has been... My wife's only half listening to me. We we went... So we... Is, it, is this embarrassing? You know, it's real, real rapid run. We went back to actual in-person church meetings starting today um as part of a new uh, it's, it's an experiment i'm trying and so um you know because we've been doing it from the couch and the pajamas pants and uh you know i won't even get into the whole story but um so then we had a rush home like as soon as the sermon was done we were those people that were like all right peace we out and so then like drove home at breakneck speed but then i realized i didn't eat anything so then i had to eat something real quick and i don't even know why i'm talking about all this but um I'm just curious who has been on the most, who has been in the audience for the most Sunday night teacher talks is what I'm just, I, I don't know that there's a, you think Lopez? Yeah. I don't know, man. Lopez, Chris, or Tracy. Yeah. Tracy's got the vid right now though. So I don't know. So anyway, anyway, this is, we're just talking like, this is like, it's rando chat. Yeah. It's it's called ADD chat. Yeah. It's on. (sighs) So anyway, um, I want to thank people already. I, I'm not one. I'm not one to speak about my birthday in public. Um, but I'm really another experiment that I'm having is I'm claiming my days. I am. I am claiming my days, and I'm saying positive affirmations to myself, which is not something I want to do. But and I am just even if I don't believe them, I'm just saying them out loud. And I learned this the other night. I was having a conversation. Um, well, I didn't learn it the other night, but it was like. No, sometimes things come back up on your radar and you're like, this keeps happening. Someone keeps saying this. And then I just thought I should do it. I did a, I did a live feed with my friend, Dr. Keisha the other night. And she was talking about this idea of like how you, when you're in heightened senses, moments of awareness, or like going through some kind of trauma or something like that, that if you just say it will be okay, even if you don't believe it, your brain believes it. So it's like, that's the science. And so that's what I'm going with is I am claiming this. So um, to everyone that said happy birthday to me, uh, sent me messages, text messages, stuff like that. I really, I really, really appreciate it a lot. Uh, I'm, I'm 46. And I'll tell you what, both my parents weren't blessed uh, to get, they were, I won't say they weren't blessed. They did not get to live this long. So I feel, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm in uncharted Reynolds territory right now. So we'll see. We'll see what this year has for me. Um, but with that, I want to jump right into the stuff because I'm late. And um, so we'll go, we'll still go an hour, but we'll, so it'll, you know, if you're coming in here now and you're like, why isn't he answering questions yet? That's why, because I was late today uh, and I don't even have a late pass. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to pull up a question while you're getting settled. All right. Oh, all right. Can you I'll... watch your volume on that? It's, how's your charge on that, dude? We're, we're, that, this is good. how out of the situation situation we are we're all good we're all all set up i actually can bring up a question i got sean puberty all right he's first all right sean you're up first asking hey cj i am in my course on code of ethics for educators and i am wondering how do you follow ieps and 504s without single out singling out students and following uh curriculum standards um that's a good question i don't know that i'd been asked that specific question before um, I wonder how you do it all. So I, you know, I think 
part of what are you going to say? I was just going to say that people don't know who has the IEP and who has the 504 if you're in a general ed class and it's it's mixed with all those students. Yep. So I don't feel any sort of way. Like now, if you're going over to I, your IEP students and your 504 students and like treating them more, it's like it, I always think of it like um, the people that go, Oh, I don't speak English. And then when, if someone says, I don't speak English, like some people like to just talk slower or Gosh, we louder. <laughs> right. Back at Home Depot days when we both worked at Home Depot, that was so mad. But so I just think like, like for your IEP students, like don't go over and treat them any different than you would treat your general ed students. That's part. But I think the, another part of this question is how are, like, it, aren't all these kids going to see? that like so-and-so is getting treated a little bit differently or that giving kids too much credit. They don't pay attention. <clears throat> I think maybe they don't, but sometimes they do. Sometimes they do. You're right. And you don't want your IEP students to feel dumb. Sure. To agreed. feel less than to feel like they're treating, getting treated special. They want to be, they want to assimilate. Right. So I think mm -hmm. the way that you do that, Sean, part of it is, um, I, I try and differentiate, all work in my classroom to some degree. And this doesn't have to mean that there's a lot more work for you on that end. It's just that you're, you're shifting things just enough for everyone and making stuff um, so that it fits the individual or you're, you're having them work in groups or it's just how you grade it. Um, or for certain students, I'll put like a little notation next to their paper. Like, so if they have an IEP and I'm supposed to give like less, choices um i'll give less so like on a particular assessment they are instead of five multiple choices choice answers they are getting three um sometimes it's like the number of sentences like the output of work that i need for a particular child might be specific like might be less um i make just certain notes on their paper so that they know and then i have a conversation with that kid about like not wanting them to feel less that like, yo, look, here's what we're doing right now. We're, we're, we're trying to get you to hear, but we like right now, this is where we're at. And we're going to build this up over time. So you're not getting it easier than anyone else. You're just getting the right hard for you. Right. And so, um, and that's fine. Right. Because I, you know, I had a conversation with my daughter the other day, she really struggles with math, but she has all of these other things that she's, very, very good at that other folks might struggle with also. And some of those aren't even school related, right? Like she's incredible at like, and this is something that's very important to her at the moment is like picking out outfits is putting together outfits is customizing her outfits, right? She wants to buy anything just wear it. She has to customize everything, single thing that she gets. So um, I don't even know why I'm rolling my eyes because I think it's awesome. So she is excellent at certain things, uh, but mathematics that is is tricky for her right so um it's about helping kids to see where they're good and then where they might need more help or need to be taught a slightly different way the other thing is sean is you know the last thing i'd say about this is oftentimes i make accommodations for a student i make accommodations for kids that don't even have an iep in class 
right? Like there are kids that have been that aren't identified as having any specific learning difference. And so I make those accommodations myself. So now it's not just one or two students in the class. There are multiple students in the class that are learning like that. Go ahead. I just want to highlight Tracy's comment. She said, um, what is good for some students who have an IEP are also great for students who do not have an IEP. Mm -hmm. So that fits exactly with what you're saying. Now I will say though, this is something that my school has said to me last year. I had a, um, one of the worst people I ever worked for, uh, that, said that if I am shifting things for the rest of, for my IEP students are having things change. And if I'm changing that for the rest of the class, I have to change things even more for my IEP students. And I think that's a terrible idea because what we're doing is we are trying to meet kids where they are and bring them up to where they need to be and not, not everyone that's identified. So what I'm not doing is making the class easier for everyone else, right? It would never do that. It's so stupid. Um, what I'm trying to do, I just like that. It was like, that's like my teenager response. So stupid. Um, <laughs> but it is, it's, it's a dumb idea because it is what I'm trying to do is not make things easier for other students. I'm trying to give you the right amount. So if you're bench pressing and you can't bench press 150 pounds, what can you bench press? Let's start there. Cause the curriculum might say you're in ninth grade. You're supposed to do the equivalent of 150 pounds bench press. Well, what, like, huh? What? So if kids can't do it, we're just going to make them do it anyway. So it's, it's starting to find those, those places and spaces and that a number of things, the way we do them in class that were birthed out of having students with IEPs and 504s, all the other students have benefited from that as well. So that's how we roll. All right. Ready for your next one? Yes. All right. John Fox is up next asking negative and not nice teacher who attacks you because you're happy and nice to the students. She looks for ways to accuse you of things because she doesn't like you. How do you respond to this? Oh gosh, John, I would give her a hug. Um, (laughs) I've been one of my, my new year's resolution last year was to give better hugs. So, um, you know, think about that for a second. I wanted to give those grandma hugs, John. I think our, your light disturbs other people's darkness sometimes, right? And so when we think about, you know, John and I talked about this the other day where I was saying, uh, we did a phone call and I was saying how like um, you, your happiness aggravates other people's apathy, right? It's like, oh God, oh, here he comes again. Oh, what is he wearing this time? Oh, we got a megaphone. Oh, a megaphone he's got now. Oh, now we're blowing bubbles in the hall. Oh, now you have signs in the hallway. Oh, oh, now he's got signs. Oh, we got signs, signs, right? And I know that Kayla, my co-teacher that I have for the last three years, she aggravated the hell out of people with this stuff. She would come to school like for all of December. She hosts all the events and the silly things. Like, yeah. But she, like for Christmas, every day, ugly sweater day. Yo, girl, I I think uh, we're having a whole ugly sweater day. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It is the season. She would like... (laughs) decorate our classroom for earth day and stuff like that and she's like right look what i got i'm like oh good girl oh oh we putting fake vines all over the place and stuff like <laughs> she just loved it i know it aggravated people because you having fun as a matter of fact when she got fired last year she got fired on cinco de mayo they told her that she wouldn't have a job she set up a taco bar and dressed as a taco for the day she got, fired. She got pulled in the office and fired while dressed as a oh. taco um which is I know I saw a picture of it and awesome at the same time. And she still <laughs> did the taco bar, right? So John, here's the thing. We <clears throat> sign up to do good work, the work we've been given to do. 
And I'm not going to not do that because anyone doesn't like what I'm doing. Now, what I will do is invite people into my awesome, right? And I found that that has had a pretty significant impact. It doesn't handle every single person. But, you know, when, when Jose, my neighbor behind my house, has epic parties at night and they go very, very, very late into the night, very, very late, Jose, <laughs> into the night, and sometimes I get annoyed because I'm just trying to chill in my backyard and like have a beer or I'm watching something on TV. And uh, I have wondered, and I don't, I don't know if you asked me this or if I thought of it myself, but it, I've wondered, am I getting aggravated at Jose's parties because they're loud and too much or because you didn't invite me? Because I'd be out there, you know, I'm the last person to leave the party every time anyway. So it's like, sometimes people just want to be invited into your awesomeness. Not everyone has our ability for those of you that are like this, your ability to make things fun, your ability to show up happy, your ability to be consistent, your ability to make class a magical place. That's, that's really a struggle for some folks. And so sometimes um, you want to be invited into someone's awesome because just being around that can have you start to question yourself in a positive way to think about how you might do stuff. But so it's, so whenever I'm doing anything that's over the top and loving and kind and awesome, I try to be very inclusive with that, with all people in the building so that I'm not seeming like, I'm not trying to be the one. I'm just trying to be like, I, I'm like, I've never even been a front man. Like I've played drums my whole life, but I'm trying to be the best drummer that I can. That's um, going to support the rest of the song, the rest of the band, the rest of the performance. So that's what I would do. Shine on. Shine right. on. Here's the uh, here's a quick one for you. Let's Are you ever going to go back into the classroom? I went back into my daughter's classroom last week uh, for <laughs> conferences. No, uh, so <clears throat> I actually HG. I had a dream last night. I've been asked many many times if I would be a professor. Not really interested in being like in working in college, but I had a dream last night that I got a Which, job. Wait, I just want to say like, but why if you want to? train teachers right if that's like your where your heart is going like wouldn't be like training at the college level be i think what might have put it in my head is john wigfall that i used to teach uh -huh. is now uh a professor he's an adjunct professor at rowan university oh he is and so he asked me to come down and speak to his class i don't we didn't even talk about oh, this no, yet. I didn't. and so um had this dream that i was standing at a i was standing in like one of those college rooms with like they have all the tiered seating and stuff like that Students were coming in. I was shaking everyone's hand at the door, just like I do at my in my high school classroom all the time. Then I had then I was like running serial parties and doing life odyssey projects and having people like like saying like, all right, here's the lesson that you're going to do. You need to build. We're going to work on building anticipation in the classroom. And so what I want you to do is I'm going to you're going to pick something out of a hat because I don't even want it to be something that you think is awesome already. Pick something out of a hat and you have to figure out a way to build anticipation between now and the next class. And when we come into the next class, you have to present your idea um, on how you would do that. You have to present your idea on how you would take this. We're going to find things that are utterly boring. How could you make this awesome? And we're going to start exercising that, that muscle. And it was literally taking all the things I did in class and doing them with the college students and then showing them how to do it. And that, I woke, I woke up this morning. I was like, dude, I had the craziest dream. It was like the first night. thing you talked about. Mm -hmm. It was like, I had this dream that like, I wonder if this is what I'm going to be, if this is something I should start thinking about. Um, so I don't know 
the answer to that question is I don't know, but here's what I know that I go off of what I feel are like has been given to me to do, right? Like I wouldn't have left the classroom if I didn't feel like that, that was what was given to me to do, like I said in my video. But um, so it's possible, it's always possible, but not until I had that dream last night that I was like, bro, like I know enough people at Rowan, that's yeah. where I went. Like, well, I should just, yeah, I've always said, I've always thought it was a, a great idea. There. So, um, all right. And I got really excited about doing that because it's literally like interacting with people in front of you. Like mm -hmm. YouTube's one thing, but that's the thing I love about doing talks at school is like interacting yeah. with other people that are stoked also. And there's tons of people in the audiences that aren't always stoked and I don't even pay attention to them. <laughs> um, I just keep going and I'm, I find like, you know, the Maisha in there and I'm just like, I'm going to talk to her. Yep. Um, okay. So Sophia is asking, I've been out with COVID since Thursday. Mm. How would you handle being back at school after being out? I will not be back at school until after Thanksgiving break. I know my students will ask questions. So that's like, first of all, extra long break. You do. I do. You do. So first of all, Sophia, great profile picture Two, Um, they, I think one, I like, I look when I had COVID last Christmas, this is hard to say in front of my wife. Cause my wife was sleeping out in front of Best Buy getting an Xbox for my oh, son. I think I probably had COVID and, and like, didn't even know it. And that was the week before Christmas. And it was like, I ain't got time for that. Look, <laughs> I am a much more sensitive person. You, than are. you are. Right. So, um, you come from that, like, mexican german backstock like that's the two that's the two i i'm english i don't know i just don't i just don't feel like we're that tough right like i don't i don't even know like someone out there that is you know, english descent is really i got some right irish now. and german in me but that i think they gave that to some other side. members of my family right i got i'm yes i can muscle through last night i had to drive somewhere and i mistakenly glutened myself but i didn't know it so i had like an instant migraine instant like nausea and i ended up having to go do something for cj and he's like can you go do it and i'm like he didn't want to ask oh, me well, to do it to but fair, i like I had too much wine also oh, well Sam, i wasn't gonna the, say that i part. got in the car and i was like nope bad decision right <laughs> so i had to drive somewhere yeah and it was should have just sent an uber i'm just, Should we do that from now on no not to go pick up our <laughs> child no talk that guy's ear off anyway go ahead and so i yeah i literally just it's i can just pull it together yeah, and like we're, grind through where cj just can't he gets no. a migraine from school and comes home and goes to bed so i will say this though that i grind with work you do too with this much stuff. sometimes mm -hmm. right like 4 a.m and this isn't even a flex it's it's stupid sometimes it's 4 a.m till like 7 30 8 o'clock at night then i go to bed at nine um so with that being said covid kind of felt like a blessing I felt real crappy for a couple of days. I had a really bad sore throat. Um, but then I just watched tons of TV and I just kept looking at it like, no, this is like forced relaxation. So take it for what it is. Like take that downtime, that chill time. If you can get it right, then use that. Um, going back to school, I think I look different people are different. Um, but I like to just look at things like I don't mind sharing that stuff with students. Look, kids, yo. I got the vid, right? Tracy Pinter, she had three years almost, man. She was right on that three-year mark of uh, almost escaped it. Of of not getting it, right? That's like you know, 
that's unbelievable. That's like making it through a meteor shower. She just said the week was a blessing after the first few days. Yeah. So I think you just take it like it is and then just show up back at school and say, I'm great. <clears throat> I'm great. Um, you know, and it's like, um, and I literally, whenever I have had anything in my life, I like sharing it because it, what it allows to do also is allow students to practice empathy. Um, when my grandmother was sick, when my grandmother passed away, my father-in-law passed away. These are things I shared with my students um, that allows them, and I'm not doing it so they'll show me empathy, but I'm I'm allowing them to the practice. opportunity to practice that. And I think that that's a great, that's one of those soft skills we teach students. Oh, gosh. Um, okay. I think this is a question. It's a, like a follow-up from Sean's earlier question asking, if you make the accommodations for every student, what happens if the work gets gets too easy for advanced then students? You, you, Did you address that? Yeah. So you, uh, you address it, right? So if you see that someone is like, all right, this is like too easy for you. So last year I had, um, every once in a while, this is what happens. We will have, uh, I'll have a class of like, all the dudes, right? It is this is like all the IEPs, all the 504s, all the emotionally disturbed, all the kids that are like one of those classes that y'all know what I'm talking about. If you've taught this class, where someone will come in to drop something off and they go, You teach all these kids in the same class, and you're like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. My hair was black at the beginning of the year. Um, and I to be honest with you, I have no other way. It is, it is I I don't know what it is. It's like, I think as I felt forgotten and unseen in high school that like now when I get those kids that are like, show up, not ready. It's like, this is my crew right here. So, but uh, every once in a while, you'll get a number of students in class that are, that are well advanced in, in terms of academics. Um, and sometimes in terms of behavior as well in a class like that. And so then you have to make like an executive decision with your school community about whether or not we take these students and put them somewhere else. Um, or should we, do we keep them in here and we just make things, um, on their level. And so what ends up happening is like, I differentiating for the IEP isn't even the thing it's differentiating for the students that are, that are thinking and, um, working on a different level. And, but the beauty in that is then you have better readers in class. So when we are reading stuff together, when we are thinking stuff, they are actually being a model. And there's this idea, there's this, that we have talked about a number of times where in our brains, we have these things called mirror neurons. And what they are doing is they're constantly trying to assimilate to be like the people that they are around. And so this can work to our deficit as well. Where like, if you're hanging out with people that are kind of crappy, miserable curmudgeons, then you will, you, your brain will start to think like a miserable curmudgeon. Um, but if we have students in class that are that are having conversations, thinking, acting, doing stuff on a different level than some of the other students, what you want is um, you want those kids in class because that will oftentimes like if you're if you are showing that as a good thing, if you're pouring gasoline on that fire, then that's going to all boats are going to rise in that tide. And so that's what we're kind of looking for. But um, yeah, you definitely don't want to, you don't want to jeopardize someone's education because it's easier for you, which is something teachers will do also, because it's a lot of work to make all those sort of adaptations to your lessons. And so to do it again, it's like, oh my gosh, man. So that's, it's, that's an important thing to keep in mind. 
Uh, okay, Steph is up next asking, what is the best way to teach when you have a cold? Only coughing and loss of voice left at this point. Yeah, so Steph, I don't know what it was. I lost my voice every year that I taught and I didn't even get sick. I was just like every year I couldn't speak. I think you just you don't talk that much all day, you know, like in a like a normal yeah. person doesn't. Wait, so even during in the summer, summer and then you go back to school. Yeah, And so it was always end of September, sometime in October, I would do that. Um, and that was tricky. So I, one, have used a megaphone um, when I felt like that. Two, I've told kids I will not talk this week or I just tell them, hey, look. I know you're talking to them. I understand that you're teenagers. I know, I know who I'm talking to because we I've taken the time to know. Um, but I can't speak this week. So I really, and then I put my sad eyes on. I really need you to keep it down so that I can do the work that I need to do, right? Because I don't want to take off, and then you're gonna have Miss Sad Pants, uh, the the sub that everyone hates, and then you're all gonna be like texting me all day and stuff like that. So can we just be cool? Steph, I'm not afraid during those weeks to show a movie, to put on a TV show. Now, we, I make lessons that go along with those. There's breakdowns, there's characterization and conflict and all kinds of stuff you can look at with that. But it's like, yo, listen, I can't teach if I can't talk. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put us on this level this week. And so this is what we're doing. And I'm fine with that. And if someone pushes back, it's like, yeah, I can't talk but I still showed up for work. So what do you want me to do about that? Um, so I think that that's fine. All right. Steph is up again with the next question. Do it, Steph. <laughs> she says, I'm in the process of putting on a musical in my middle school in June. What are some of the best fundraisers for a club starting at zero? Food, Steph. Kids always want to eat stuff. Just yeah, but you're food. starting at zero. So where are you going to get the funds to buy the food? So where do you get funds to buy the Or food? are we just baking and doing a baking thing? Well, that takes baking, money to do that as well. Yeah, but that's so much cheaper. Entry points a little less. Um, I would, <clears throat> I don't know, I would ask the school nowadays. to bankroll you. <laughs> like the school has petty cash, right? Yeah. They'll, they'll lie to you and tell you that they don't. But like, can I get a hundred bucks so I can go to BJ's, Costco or Sam's Club or whatever. And I'm going to get buy whatever for this much money and then i always just double it right i don't i don't like m try and figure out a price it's just double the price and kids will complain about that but it's like it's a fundraiser like you think girl scout cookies cost that much to make no they cost the same as every other cookie they weren't made with actual magic even though they taste like it so we're going to just double the price so we can make a profit that's the whole point of this idea um I have long since thought of in Philly when I make those signs, I stand in, in the hallway. I've long since thought about standing in traffic and asking for money for school. Like my students, well, that'll work, get you on the news. we are taking a class trip. Can you help? Um, you know, do you have, can we just have the change that's in your cup holder? I was going to say ashtray, but no one has ashtrays in their car anymore. So um, oh, yeah. think about that. No, yeah. they don't even no have ashtrays or lighters. So um the so like what do you like how could i do that and then uh so that's what i think is just food and then i would do it at lunch if you're allowed to um in the morning or after school and make it simple don't have i've done stores where we sold 97 different things because <laughs> everyone likes something different but then i realized that look i'm in philly right so why don't i just stay in stay in my lane and just sell soft pretzels so we just sold soft pretzels in either soda or water after school, doubled the price that we got it for, and then made money. And because kids are hungry all the time. That's how I would do it. 
this time of year is cool too. Like we used to make. I don't so think let me I ask you this. Oh, oh, I know what you're looking for. Let me ask you this and then I'll get you the thing that you're looking for. What if, and I'm not, I'm Steph in the comment says that she has to pay for everything up front. Um, so if that's the case, how does that change your answer? I think it, uh, my answer doesn't actually change. I just think you take the own your own personal money, invest it in, and then when you sell it, you take that portion back out for your own. So it's really just... It, I've done that, but I'm trying to think of a way where folks don't have to use their own money. You could do that. You could do... Um, what if you did food that you make because the entry is a lot less? Like you would need 50 to 100 if you went to like a Costco or that thing to like spend, make yeah. it. But the cost of entry for eggs... Now I inflation is there. So like eggs are actually a little expensive right now, but like some eggs, flour, butter to make cupcakes, to get yourself started, to make a dime. Yeah. So you then can like, and making frosting versus buying the little can frosting. Um, and Steph, this is where I say, get your family involved. Remember we talked about like having kids involved and yeah. your own children. It's like, yo, put them on a little baking conveyor thing. And like, that's how you do it. Yeah. Or you can make have students. Help there's you. all kinds of things to DIY and make for cheap fundraisers. If you're starting out of your own pocket, yeah. and I would look with, on you Pinterest. You can start with 20 bucks and get a bunch of Duncan Hines or whatever. You really then... can. That's why I'm saying the entry level for if it has to come out of your own pocket, I would do homemade. Yeah. And that can be tricky if your school is with allergies and all that sort of stuff too. So you might have to put your aller your ingredient list in. Yeah. Um, um, can you get that thing for me real quick? Oh yes. Yeah. So here's the way that we did it. This cost me almost exactly no money. Oh, God, Several years ago, I had my students make these. They are concrete flower pots. Um, I think I have. I think this, this is the video we have online. Oh, it's like did. my it's third like, largest no, video of it's all time. First video we ever, ever put made. up. It was on like YouTube. a practice YouTube video that like did well. So um, all I did was go to the dollar store. I bought plastic cups like those throwaway party cups right it's mm. not good for the earth but take one for the team so um you take one you fill it with so you take a cup like this you fill it with a little bit of concrete in school the plastic one then you put another cup in there um and that's going to make this indentation and then you let it dry overnight you break the cup off and then you have these flower pots i went to Home you can Depot paint or them Lowe's. like yeah. afterwards like oh there were kids that were doing mosaics and stuff on them too Go to Home Depot or Lowe's, you buy, or like here we, I don't know if I, I, we have a place called Produce Junction that sells like really, really cheap plants and stuff. Um, you put a succulent in there and you sell them to teachers for $25, $25. It costs you like a dollar to make uh, with the plant. And so we did them in different shapes. We used Tupperware containers and did them. We did them in a bunch of different ways. But then once you put the plant in, it looks really cute. And then it's like, hey, if you're going to see your mom this Thanksgiving, give her this thing that my students made, it's right? So a like, you're like seller. hey, here, <laughs> my kids made this and like, and it's a succulent. So it's not going to die fast. Um, it will die a slow, painful death if people don't take care of it. But that was a way that we made a ton of money to help our students with when we went to Costa Rica. Or like, again, like we always say, go to businesses and ask for donations for things. Ask for because, free stuff. Go to Home Depot yeah, or Dollar ask, Store, ask for free donations. And ask for the concrete stuff to make it the plants to put in there like yep. we're gonna have a little fundraiser i'm gonna have kids make the yeah they'll do it they have money set aside for people you yep. just have to go ask so i would do something like that Steph. stole the cat stool i know she's like having a whole thing she gets over there. mad go ahead 
Okay, I have to find a new and one. We know so. she's mad because we watched a show on Netflix last night, which is like how to know what your cat is thinking. Or it was really kind of amazing. It was incredible. Okay, Andrea is up next, asking, "What are your thoughts about students hugging teachers?" I have an eighth grade female student who is always hugging teachers. My concern is the male teacher that she hugs daily. Um, or my concern is the male teacher that she hugs daily. He could easily be a target for accusations. So great question. This is a great question. Um, I got this idea from my coworker, Cho. Let's pull Cho up here real quick. Oh, I love, I love this. This is my favorite picture. It's one of my favorite pictures in the whole world, right? This is Cho. Um, She doesn't play. This is me in the hallway. Typically when I wear a sweater to school, I cut the sleeves off because it's uncomfortable underneath and I have sensory issues. Um, But then I will take the sweater off when I sit next to Cho in the hallway because she hates it. See? Um, So it makes me laugh. So what I try to do is um, she said that when boys would always try and hug her. So it's all boys school. She doesn't do front hugs. Uh, She goes, I know what you're doing for some of you. So she did side Mm -hmm. hugs with kids or high fives or um, would just tell kids, look, I'm not, I'm not hugging this week. Right. Like it's cold and flu season. You just make something up. Right. If you, even if you're not a cold and flu season person, like, she often used her own personality and she's like, no, I don't want to hug you. I don't hug you. Kids are yeah. germy. Like she was kind of like mean, but that was like part of her shtick and personality. Yeah. I mean, she had a water bottle on it that said, uh, had a sticker that she wrote on it. It said student tears. And yeah, that her was water her water bottle. bottle. Like it was filled with students tears. So she wasn't afraid to ever be mean. So she was that like play into that. If that's part of your personality. Yeah. So you, what you don't want to do is hurt someone's feelings or make them feel like you're going to, you know, this is it's, that's hard. So you either just say like, I don't, you know, you kind of, I, I, I tend to go towards playful. Cho went towards like, yo, listen, I'm a hugger. Yeah, but her mean was playful. That's the difference. It kind of was. No, I mean, she I, wouldn't say I that. Like, that's why I like those people and why I love Casey Neistat's wife. Like that's my, that's my jam. It's yeah. like, I'm a little bit mean, but I'm being playful and loving. At the same time. You are. That's a perfect uh, description of you. So um, the, so I just think that that's kind of like, I would do like, I'm only doing side hugs or I do high five. It's high five week. There's no hugs this week. This is high five week, right? Because it's Thanksgiving, hand turkey me, right? I would just make up something dumb. I, I would freaking draw a hand turkey on my hand and, and do it. And so it is, in my experience, finding playful ways to get around that sort of thing. And then I think it's maybe at a, at a school staff meeting, this is something to talk to folks about, because I don't know that everyone thinks that way. Not everyone's thinking, you know, uh, Andrea, some of us that have been around for a minute have seen the accusations come to light, right? Like we've seen things where we're like, oh, like, and I, I mean, I've seen like that stuff was real. It turned out. And so now once you see that a student and a teacher, there's something inappropriate happening there. Now all eyes are on everyone and who else who it becomes clue like, like who, what else could be going on? And so what you're doing, and I've been in that situation, right? I've shared this story many times where like, I had, um, I had a student that had a miscarriage who went to, um, she was a sophomore junior in high school, had a miscarriage, like found that she was pregnant decided this is a blessing. I'm going to like, I'm just going to raise this baby and I'm going to be excited about it, happy about it. And so had a miscarriage, went to the social worker at the school and got no help. It was like literally handed a pamphlet. And, and, and so she came to me and 
her friends would be in there as well. But like we would sit in the corner of the room as she would just cry every day and talk about like that she bought baby shoes and she bought a crib and she was and she and her boyfriend were like making adjustments in the relationship and all these things, right, that she was kind of going through, but didn't feel like she had someone else to talk to. And so I had these two old guys come over to me, these two male teachers who were like the equivalent of like the two old guys from the Muppets, uh, from the Muppet show that sat in the balcony <laughs> that called me over one day and they were like, yo, you need to chill with whatever's happening over there because um, like whatever. And I'm like, bro, I'm trying to infer, right? Uh, yeah, that something... trying to infer that something inappropriate was happening, even though I'm surrounded by other students in the classroom and they all knew what was going on, but these guys didn't because they weren't in the know. And so sometimes even when we're just being kind, it can look like we're doing something else. And so you need to be mindful of that. And so I think that that is, that would be a professional development that would actually be worthy of having, having to just kind of remind folks to be mindful when we're hugging kids, when we're in a room alone with students, is the door closed when we're in a room with students? If you start getting an inkling that someone likes you, because some it's all, it's going to happen to damn near everyone where a student starts like having feelings or they like you, think you're cute or whatever. It's like, let me be mindful of how I'm navigating this situation. What I won't ever let happen is my fear of hurting someone's feelings getting in the way of other stuff. My mission here is too big. So I'm not afraid to hurt feelings, but I really, really don't want to. So I try to use playful acts and only there's only been a handful of times where I had to like stop and say, listen, I really appreciate that you want to give me a hug every day. I really, I think you're really super special, incredible person, but um, it makes me feel uneasy sometimes when I have to give people hugs. And so it's, ha and so see what I'm saying is like not trying to hurt someone's feelings, but that can be intuited as something that is hurtful to someone. So that's how I kind of have handled it. What you got, buddy? Uh, okay. John Lopez. I want to see, did you talk about the Muppets? The, the two old ones, yeah, the yeah. two guys? Um, yeah, John knows their names. Of course it's he does. State Statler and Waldorf. Yes forgot about that yeah it's weird that you even know that john okay unless you did a quick it's, google search he is the i know he's a man man he didn't do a good he is google <laughs> that's true when you google stuff you should think of you know what i gotta john go lopez. lopez this i gotta lopez this all right well he's actually asking right, um what are your three birthday wishes that you hope for this year <clears throat> john i'm reclaiming my birthday mm. i usually get incredibly depressed on my birthday for reasons that i cannot figure out i've talked to my therapist about it. i just can't it can't come to any conclusions um, so I have decided that I'm going to have a great birthday. And so that's what I did. I woke up this morning and I watched a bunch of, uh, architectural digest, um, house tours, which I really like to do. They're really fun for me. I laid with my dog on the couch. I had coffee, my wife decorated. Um, <laughs> well, I just want to and... note to what I decorated with. I, well, I glutened myself last night. So unbeknownst to me, I got really sick around like nine o'clock at night last night. And then I thought, oh, crap, I got to decorate for CJ's birthday. And so gluten makes me really, really tired. So I fell asleep on the couch. And at like, you know, midnight, I went up into the attic and got out all of our decorations and realized I don't have a happy birthday sign or anything. So I was very creative and I found a tablecloth <laughs> that had happy birthday around the edge. And I cut it up everywhere. And <laughs> there it is. And I glued, I taped it everywhere around the house. This is everywhere in my house right now. Yeah, but um, I made it really pretty with like, like cray paper that well, said "Happy Birthday" and like it's all twisty job. and it framed it out. It made me happy. But um, all what you can do at midnight with like. After this, we're gonna head off. down to this new coffee shop that we really like in our neighborhood. 
Um, and going to get some croissants and coffee down there. Then I'm going to come back and watch the end of the Eagles game. And then uh, we're going to have like ice cream and brownies and stuff tonight and just chill. And yes. so we're going to have gluten-free brownies. Thank you, John. Yeah. Yes. So uh, it doesn't take much. I really just like being around my family and I am trying to just feel grateful for all the things, all the blessings in my life, all the stuff that I have, um, the people that I have. Uh, and look, I mean, you know, like I said, I outlived both of my parents last year. And so that is like, that's a strange feeling, right? It's a strange feeling. So, mm -hmm. um, but I'm very, very, I'm just thankful. So, um, yeah. So my, but Taking my wish is just one. I just want to be happy. I just want to live in joy. That's it. Taking it back. That's it. All right. Uh, Here's the next one. I, is this for me? Not to see her wife. Have you listened to the Sold a Story podcast yet? I'm really sorry. Did you tell me to listen Sold to this? A story. Uh, no, but I'm gonna. We're gonna go with CJ. We'll probably go listen to it like immediately. Um, because that's what we do, or he does. Uh, no, but I will give it a go, and we will and report back uh, next week. Not next week. Um, I don't think we're gonna do it next week because it's <gasps> Thanksgiving break. I don't feel like. I feel like. Well, let us know if you want us yeah, to be know. here. Should I mean, like, we don't care. To me. like, uh, like, I just don't want to. I don't know. We'll show up. We'll, we'll be here. <laughs> we think, apparently. I don't so know. Long. We'll just be here alone. Oh, okay. Hold on. I'm looking for another question. Take your time. Well, you know, lots of chatty chat in this. This is what happens. So I got it no is. more questions. We're good. That's it. So, which is fine with me um that wasn't that was only 42 minutes i'll give everyone a second it won't make it like the uh workshop we did last week um where i didn't think there were any questions and there were and i logged off i know that was so terrible. yeah listen uh a reminder that um uh, i wish i had a thing that pop up on here i thought to ask you to make a lower third for this but um we are giving away a hundred dollars to anyone that is hashtag teaching their class off so if you do anything right and and the reason for this isn't we're not even just trying to get people hyped to win a hundred dollars i'm trying to give an incentive for people to post their awesomeness online right because there's so much stuff online i think that comparison is a thief of all joy but sometimes you know like when we go on instagram we go on facebook and we go on twitter and we see things other people are doing with that what I'm hoping that does is not make you feel less than, but makes you feel inspired and motivated to do good stuff. And well, so, that's what we want to yes. do with it. So we're taking it back, man. So we're asking you to post on social, use the hashtag teacher class off with anything you're doing in class. At the end of the month, we're going to look at the hashtags for the last month and we're going to give away a hundred dollar gift card to whoever we think has like a really incredible idea. And I will say that um, Jody had uh, Jody, oh, I'm going to forget how to say your last Lynn. name, Lind, but it has a D in it, oh. um, had this unbelievable, did you watch her thing? Oh, we posted her, it on Instagram, yeah, I did. I put on my story, yeah, her you should go watch door it. decoration amazing. thing was like freaking No, I don't even bonkers. know how she did it. It's kind of like bonkers to she, me. You know how she did it? She uh, installed magnetic plates behind the, on her door. Then she put oh, bulletin board paper over top of it. Then ah. she put those metal tracks on so you couldn't see how they were magically adhered to it. Dude. It was so smart. It was so next, good. Next I level. love it. It was awesome. So anyone that's doing anything like that, that's kind of what we're looking for. Yeah. Be sure to add a hashtag, teach your class off so we can find it. Yes. We look at that. We can find any of them. Um, anything else? Uh, I'm down to do it. But if yes. not, if anyone wants oh, to go. What's your next workshop topic is Sharon's asking. Sharon, that's Ooh. a good question. I was thinking, 
I was thinking policies, procedures, and rules. Um, well, let us know what you want. If you have yeah, a topic of I, anything I, that I'm you're thinking policies, procedures, and rules. And I'm also thinking like, um, kind of a teaching made easy. So like, mm. here's hacks to like, take back my time, take back my mind share, take back my peace that I've learned over the years to be able to really navigate some like incredibly difficult years that um, might be something that I was thinking about doing. All right. So I got a question and it's yeah. a multi-parter. So let me know in the comments or in an email or something like that. I would love to know what, what folks are looking for. We look, we only make stuff that people ask for. Yeah. Right. Like, like, let me just say that. Can I say this real quick? Because I think it's what you can leave that question up there if you want to. Um, we started the Facebook group because someone in the live chat was like, "Yo, can you make a Facebook group? Because we want to keep I the don't conversation even know if going." Around anymore, right? Um, oh, really? Such a brilliant suggestion. Uh, can you write a book? So, we, it, it, can you come start a speak podcast. at my school? Can you start it? Put this as a podcast so I don't have to use my Wi-Fi and I can just download the podcast, listen to audio on my drive to school. So, like everything we do is literally. From folks going, can you do this? And then we go, yes. Um, so that's what I'm looking at. Uh, okay. So here's our question. Do if it. the goal is to increase student achievement and there is an uh, initiative in place that the principal leads and pushes execution to the teaching community. Oh, shoot. Um, to the teaching community cries that they're being micromanaged. Yeah. But if the principal lets it lie and it fails because no one steps up on its own to follow through, then they blame the principal for not doing it. Wait, I don't know if that was. Yeah. So okay. I understand. How is want. that fair? Is it everywhere? And where's the happy middle? So first of all, I think I've said this before, but dysregulated uh, educator was like, man, that's a, that's a name that you go, damn, I wish I thought of that. Mm -hmm. I wish I thought of that. So um, I, it, for me, it, dep it depends on a couple of things, right? I, I've, I've worked for principals that if they brought in a new thing, right? There is their new brainchild, their new dream, the new thing, the new program we're going to use. And they really wanted us to use it. They really believed in it. I gave everything a fair shot because I believed in that person. I've also done this for department heads that have brought stuff in, for grade level chairs that have brought stuff in. If I think you are a really great person that's really trying to do great stuff for kids, then I'll I'll give it a shot, right? Even though I'm I am largely not a like, hey, we have this new system we're going to use. But if I don't think that you're really about kids, if I think you got something because the school bought it or because you got a deal or whatever, um, I first of all, I'm far more apathetic to use something like that, but because like you're in charge, I always give it a shot. And look, I, I think that there's ways that I found things that um, I liked and things that I didn't like. So for instance, last year I worked for administration that I did not particularly care for um, that brought in, what was that? Thing? Oh, kickboard. We started using last year. Right. And I was like, dude, this is so dumb. I hate putting point values on behavior and all this crap. But what I did was I figured out a way about a third of the way through the year to make it work for me. Right. So like, and then I actually really liked it. It was a way faster way to document behaviors, good and bad to do something with. Now there were a hundred things the school was doing with it that I don't even think were ethical, maybe not even legal that I, that I disagreed with, but I liked using it for ways that I found it myself. 
Same thing, there was a writing program that we once used called Think Circa that I didn't think fit every single student, but there were parts of it that I could get down with. So I figured out how I was going to make it work for me. And then for me, I just do it on the low. I do it on the low where like I'm making tweaks and changes and, you know, to not make it sound like I'm too much of a renegade, um, that because of the, the students and the, and the learning differences that they come with that come into my classroom it is I'm, there's often been a blind eye that's turned to my classroom because it's like, as long as nothing's on fire, we're just going to let Reynolds do whatever he wants to do. And so I've, I've kind of like really leaned into having that sort of grace but even if I didn't, I just find things and I do things the way that I want to do them and hope that no one looks. Now, what do you do if you can't do that, right? Um, one, I raise my hand at meetings. Like, this is a big thing. If it, here's, here's one of my biggest issues. I've voiced this before is when, is when y'all are having coffee or everyone's at the bar or you go out for, for dinner one night with teachers and they're complaining about the same thing. Oh, that new program. I can't stand it. It sucks for this reason, this reason. And they're really good reasons. It's not just, they don't like it. It's like, this is literally not good for our kids. Then the meeting comes up and I raise my hand and go, excuse me, I have a question about this program. I really think that it is like working against our students. And here's some of my, my points on to on how to do that. Then the, the principal thinks I'm the standalone because not one other person stands up and backs me on it. I've had multiple, multiple meetings that I've been in where damn near the whole staff hates something. I raise my hand, I stand up and I really push back against it. And then I'm looking around for my homies and no one stands up to back you. So it is creating a united front where you're going to speak truth to leadership and let them know that this is actually not working. And how do we know? Because we're in the classroom with students. So we need to either change this so we can shift or Chris Car as Chris Carson loves to say pivot or we can we need to get rid of this because it's it's working against our students so I think that that's part of it so that's that's just how I've kind of handled that sort of thing in the past but I will never not stand up and say something about something even though I know that damn near 95 percent of the other people aren't going to say anything anyway hmm. I wish more would stand up I wish they would too because but then here's what happens then I have to speak truth to those folks because then we go out for dinner or a beer or coffee or whatever. Or afterwards, there's always a meeting that happens after the meeting. And I literally will look at everyone. I go, where the hell were you all? Like I like I did the thing. Y'all want to complain about this and you stand up and do something. And so if someone in your school is standing up and, and saying something, it's as easy as just saying, uh, like, I just want to I, I just want to make it public that. Stephanie said that, and I just want you to know that I agree a hundred percent with her or that I'm in agreement with that. I don't have anything to add maybe, but like that, that's where I stand as well. And th that it can be that simple. All right. Uh, Jacob Ingram is next and he's asking advice for teacher um, and yet and ESL students. Sorry. I know almost no Spanish and he knows almost no English. We both rely heavily on Google Translate. He's in 10th grade. Jacob, I've always found students that would be my translators. Um, it gives students uh, leadership qualities. It gives students um, a sense of ownership over the class and that they're really being a contributing member in class. I've also um, purchased like graphic novels for students that don't speak English. So when we were reading the Odyssey, I just ordered the, there's a really good graphic 
um, novel version of the Odyssey. It is working through that. Um, and then what I found though, is that, and I look, I am not a professional at, at this. There might be someone that has a much better answer, but having students that don't speak English be a part of those conversations. I've seen kids like learn English very, very quickly because they have to, um, cause they are in school. They're talking to other people. Their friends are like doing like, I think this is a real term. I, this is how my students call it Spanglish. I don't know if this is an official term or not like that, but like where they're speaking like Spanish and English at the same time, it's official which enough is to really have a funny movie. when they do it to me. And I'm like, I don't, I know half, I literally know half what you said. You're just like, you're doing this on purpose to make me feel dumb. So um, it is, or having like, I've talked about this before. I may have talked about this last week. We would have parties after like literal, like study parties after school where there'd be like, music on i'd buy snacks for kids and we'd all hang out it was all of my students that really struggled with english they would work together um and that was great because you created a safe space that was just for those students that needed it in that particular way um working with the spanish teacher working like finding those people that can bridge the gap it's looking outside of yourself for what are some of the resources that might be in front of you that are like people or products or money and trying to help that kind of thing out. But it's more than anything, Jacob, it is communicating in some way, shape or form to students that you're not dumb, you're not less than, and you'll never tire me out. I will show up every single day and I'm going to do every single thing I can in my own, you know, ignorance to, to like, I would tell kids, I'm like, I'm so sorry that I don't know Spanish. Like I really wish that I knew it, but I don't, but as a new teacher, I don't even have time to Rosetta stone it up. Um, and so like, I will never get tired of helping you um, just keep showing up and we'll just keep working together and we will figure this out together. John Lopez had a great suggestion. He said that um, you could ask your admin if they have the book or if it's available in Spanish. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think that's great. That's I awesome. didn't think that. Okay. Uh, last question. Jamie is asking, drama on my team is worsening. Uh, our drama on my team is worsening and my exhaustion with the job. There's a lot of year left. Admin doesn't care about my health issues caused by stress thoughts. I am trapped financially as a single mom with a mortgage, but I'm struggling to enjoy the job in any capacity. Um, I'm trying to. have thoughts on this but I don't know how popular they are. Um, Jamie, I'm wondering how much less you could do for work and more you could do for you. And when I say that, I know that self-care has become this kind of buzzword that feels like a Band-Aid on a broken leg, right? But when we, I think it's about sometimes building momentum. So a couple of things. One, man, and we talked about this the other night too with uh, with my friend, Dr. Keisha, this idea that I've shared before about having a pain plan. So when you are freaking out, whether it's on the inside or the outside, what are you going to do to de-escalate, to regulate your stress? And so um, 
I have given this a ton of thought, right? So I know who I can go and talk to and who's going to help me and who I can go and talk to and they're not going to care. So like the fact that I'm, if I'm telling my admin, like you say, you're speaking your truth to, to leadership, but it's just falling on deaf ears. Well, then this is not, this is no longer someone that I'm going to talk to. I'm going to, and I'm not going to feel bad about that. And I'm not going to be pissed off about it even. I'm just going to, it doesn't work. You, they don't have the capacity to help you. And all right? it does is make you mad yeah. probably. There's a, there's a, an idea that, John Maxwell has where he says it's the law of the lid, right? He wrote this book called the 10 irrefutable laws of business. And, and so the law of the lid is your leadership can only lead you as good as they are, right? So like, if you need this like level of a leader and your leader is only here, they can't do this. They're just not prepared for it. They haven't trained for it. They haven't gotten there yet. And so how can you um, find people that are going to, just by talking to people, what that does is it lowers our cortisol levels um, and, and helps us to calm down, Breathe, finding breathing techniques, taking 10 minutes out of your day and going and taking a drive, taking a walk, getting outside, getting vitamin D. These all seem like what these are, are little, little things that can have a giant effect on the back end. And so it's, that's one thing is having some kind of pain plan of what am I going to do? The other thing is making um, making yourself a priority. And so when I when I was really, really stressed last year, like it had been building and building and building. But when my school got so horrific and started doing things that I just could not believe we were doing, um, I started leaving school on time for the first time in my whole career. When that bell rang, I was out the door in 10 minutes. So 10 minutes gave me time to talk to those handful of kids I needed to talk to, make any sort of appointments for the following day that I needed to take. But I was no longer allowing, and unless kids were coming in to retake a test or quiz, I was um, I was hanging back or I was leaving early. Just getting home by like, so if my day, I forget what time our day was even done last year. I think it was 2.50, 3 o'clock. I was home by 3.30 right? The sun was still shining. Even in the winter, I was like getting home. I'm like, yo, this is unbelievable. And then we were, um, I was trying to like, make sure that I was doing other stuff. So I would lived on Groupon. I was going to like float tanks. I was getting massages. I was doing, um, I was doing like, you know, but all things that were like super cheap, right? So I'd rather take it cheap, like get a $25 massage on super savings Groupon day. And I didn't care if who was given to me because I was practicing that self-love, that self-care. It was making sure that I was exercising. It's noting the things in me, Jamie, that I knew were going to fill me up and then doing them, even though I didn't come home from that massage and be like, oh, my whole life's better. It was the practice of self-love not just self-care, deep self-love that I knew was going to carry me through. And it did. It carried me through last year. Um, and that's only part of it. I could go on and on and on about this. What are you saying? And well, you did talk about the, like how to do it with a Groupon for, to be financially a little bit more uh, accessible for people. But I even think Jamie, like blocking out some time, you're a single mom, like blocking out time or like after you're, 
or oh no, this she didn't say she was a single mom. Oh, she did. She did. Um, yeah, you're a single mom. I just think like, man, after those babies go to bed, get yourself a bath, light some candles, like a bubble bath, Epsom salt, like those Epsom salt like has magnesium in it, it reduces your stress. So things like that, like that you can even do at home and implement. Like even if your bathtub isn't the perfect bathtub, like and you don't really fit all the way. No, you're an our adult, bathtub like, is right. Like we have that tub. Per, it's for children. <laughs> and CJ took a bath in it with Epsom salt, like where my legs are just, just sticking out the it. other end. Like it looks like I'm in a baby. right. So you have to do what you have to do within your budget and within your time frame. But I would really sit with that idea that CJ's talking about with self love and like really carve out. Is it find a a little cousin to babysit your kids. I don't know what your situation is, but if you need a sitter, like to, to watch with your kids, to just find little moments to carve out for yourself as much as possible in your schedule and then stick to them and make them a routine. I think that helps. Let me say this too, Jamie. This is one of the things I really, and this is not a hard message or this is not an easy message to understand either for a lot of people. I know, cause I know it certainly wasn't easy for me. Um, what if, no one's coming to help. Right. So like in my whole life, like after my mom passed away when I was 22, I have had no financial help in my whole life. Right. I have had to grind my ass through things. It feels like everything we do is dragging it through the mud, everything. And so you get to a point where it's this sort of like radical acceptance. Uh, Tara Brock talks about this idea of radical acceptance where you know that like, what if no one's coming to help me, to save me or to do anything for me? What if I have to do this on my own? Now that can be extremely depressing for people, right? Like you just feel alone and sad and hopeless. But you can also flip that to like you what now I don't have to wait for anyone else because I'll tell you that Jamie, you're, you're a single mom that's paying the mortgage. Like, let's just sit there for a second and remember that like you're someone that's a single mom that's paying the mortgage, right? You're already, you, you're, you are that person already that can show up and love yourself. Now you just have to take that love that you shine on your students and on your children and make sure that you are valuing yourself and remember that loving yourself on that level, right? Putting your, making yourself important. It literally is a way for you to show your children, one, what it looks like to love yourself. Because you don't want to raise kids that don't love themselves. That just put everybody else front, like first and foremost, right? You need to show them what that looks like. And then you need to also remember that your kids get a better mom when mom does starts taking simple, small steps to feed her soul, feed her heart, and to build her into the person that she needs to become, right? So like, sometimes things are hard because we are not who we need to be yet to handle them, right? But you are already like, I don't want to take like, I want to keep ringing this bell. You're already a single mom that's paying the mortgage. That means like, you're the mom and you're, think of all the things you get done every single day, right? Like you're already incredible. And so remind yourself of that. Like, no, that's what I do. This is what I do. And so now I got to do it for myself. And although that can be a, maybe a drag, now you just know you don't have to wait for someone else to do it anyway. You don't wait for anybody else anyway, probably, right? Like you just get it done. And so put yourself on that. I got to get it done. Make a schedule, make an appointment. Um, even if that is when the kids go to bed, you're going to just eat 
the whole package of Pepperidge Farm cookies. I'm not saying I tried to do that last night, but it's a possibility. <laughs> um, and have some wine. And I'm just going to have an intentional chill moment where I'm going to watch something I want to watch. And no one's allowed to ask me any questions. So it is, I think that that's kind of where I would start. And then I'd really be mindful about like putting yourself around other strong um, women or individuals that are doing the similar work that you are, that are, that are trying to figure it out, not that are just lamenting. I think there's, there's something healthy in complaining, but it's like, who else is out here trying to live this life, trying to live this dream, because we are indeed the average of the five people that we spend the most time with. So it's like, um, and if here's a good tip on my way out, take a look at your cell phone, take a look at the last, the people you've talked to and text in the last 72 hours and figure out who's been a deposit and who's been a withdrawal. And then that is a really good exercise for a lot of people. So with that gang, I am, uh, I'm out. Anything else? Marley, did you want to share anything? Um, you five minutes over your time limit. Okay. That's my daughter, Marley. <laughs> um, are we going for croissants and coffee now? Yes. Let's, is that why you want me to get off? Yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. Cool. All right, gang, we will see you. Um, I don't let me know if you want me to be on next week. It's 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 Thanksgiving here in the US. Um, there's people in Germany right now that are on here going, What the hell's next week? Like, who cares? That's just another day. Um, but if you're down for that, if you're not, then let's take the week off and we'll reconvene. Um, but we'll make an announcement about that either way. So uh that's it. Anything else, gang? That's it. Radical. I just lost my thing. All right, cool. We'll see you next week. Uh, and have a really, really wonderful Thanksgiving. Um, and thank you to all of you for being so awesome. That's it, gang. Peace. Peace.